One has been watching TV and was pleased to see how you killed off the Tenth Doctor. Wilfred Mott, I now award you the OBE for services to drama. Congratulations. Go on, girl. Go on, get out there. Welcome to Staggering Stories, 119. To Staggering Stories Podcast 119. Mm. I'm Jean. I'm Adam. And I am Keith. Without my better half or my worst half, or at least a different half of me. So and just, with sons, Crumbly. And, well. and yes, yes, Crumbly, Crumbly's busy, poor lad. He's such a terrible thing called real life. It keeps getting oh, in the way. Yeah, rested again, eh? Yeah, I've told him to give it up, but. <laughs> they caught him. <laughs> yeah. First, the news with El Presidente! Yay! Doctor News! Ooh! Matt Smith muddles his exit plan waters. Oh. <laughs> Last podcast, we quoted Matt Smith suggesting he would leave at the end of the next season of Doctor Who, saying... I've got another year of Doctor Who, but then I'm certainly going to come and give it a shot. Uh Come and hang out in L.A. That's even worse. Now a new interview with our mad hatting 11th Doctor suggests either he didn't intend to announce that yet, or he's just saying it without meaning it for the benefit of the VH1 audience. Matt Smith has since said, We work very long hours. Every day for nine months. The schedule is pretty brutal, but I'd never complain about it. I love playing this role, and I don't want to give it up any time soon. Mm. His voice changed. He did, yeah. Regenerated. Did he really just mean hang out in L.A. between filming Who seasons? Was he just putting out feelers in Hollywood? Was he trying to frighten the BBC and give him better financial or filming scheduled deal? Mm. Had he just drunk too much Mountain Dew? (laughs) (laughs) Who knows? Sugar Rush. Yeah. You put it down to Sugar Rush, yes. So we we know nothing more than that. No, 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 it's still... It's again, sort of every year about this time, end of season, they start saying, well, he's going to be leaving and he's going to... I mean, it happened with Tennant. Oh, yeah. It it almost happened with Eccleston. (laughs) Nearly. (laughs) Nearly did. (laughs) Only actually did. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we found out. Before we... Well, I hadn't, we had seen him for a few days, in not Yes, point, yeah. <laughs> At least 48 hours. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think it's one of those things that they put the they put the story out anyway just to keep the interest. Yeah, yeah. Maybe. If they don't have rumours, etc., flying around, it yeah. might go out of the public consciousness. It's, it's a year. It is a year. Yeah, mm. yeah, it is. Harry Potter DVDs to vanish before the end of the year. Taking a leaf from the Disney Network Book of Marketing, Warner Brothers have announced that all Harry Potter films on DVD and Blu-ray will disappear from the shelves on the 29th of December, never to be seen again. At least until the undoubted special editions show up when Warner Brothers need to give their sales figures an instant hit. One wonders if they're going to cast a spell that makes them disappear off of my shelves as well. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> if they could, they would. Yep. In the meantime, you can now buy the final film, The Deathly Hallows Part 2, and the eight-film box set in both standard DVD and high-definition DVD formats. The, yeah. one, the one I read is they weren't going to withdraw them. They were just going to let them peter out and not restock them well that is but, essentially true obviously ones on the shelves yeah won't disappear there yeah but they won't be restocked i think what they're trying to avoid is it going to the bargain bin yeah mm. i think that's it. them you know, over time just keep shoveling them out but yeah big sales boost before the well, end that's of the it year. One, one wonders when how long it's going to be until they go down the lucas route and start refilming bits and and yeah. inserts and maybe 3d eyes all of the films yes yeah, yeah. 
Doctor Who, <gasps> Shada coming to DVD. Woohoo! The famously abandoned due to industrial action fourth Doctor Who story Shada will be coming to DVD, according to Two Entertains Classic Doctor Who Twitter account. God, that's a big word. It's all Twitter. Twi- yeah, no, no, it's all, all virtually all in one. Okay. Plans are to release the Shada fragments together with more than. Sorry, Mm. my voice broke. (laughs) This new release of Sharda will not include the Ian Levine's animated reconstruction of the missing elements. Levine personally funded a reconstruction that combines somewhat flash-looking animation and voiceovers from the uh, surviving original actors and offered it to, to entertain. The reasons for not including the completed work have not been disclosed. Mm. A lot of it missing. Yeah. Oh, most of it. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I think all the outside broadcast stuff you've got, which they then use some of it for the five doctors. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I yeah. think I th- there's probably about one or two days worth of studio yeah, I think filming. Was, I think it was even that. But yeah, not yeah. much more than that. I think it was the majority of all the studio work was. Yeah. yeah. Always on strike back in those days. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> sounds familiar. We're at the end of the month. That's all. Yeah. Ooh, ooh, but yeah. So uh, it, one wonders whether the Ian Levine stuff will now be turning up on YouTube. I don't oh, know. Yeah, he obviously put real money into yeah. it. Oh, yeah, that's it. He's looking for some form of return. You would have. But suppose. he hasn't got the copyright on it. Yeah, so he can't exactly. sell it. No, no. So that's something putting it out free. If he's done a good job, if he's got someone to do a good job with the animation, oh, yeah. mm. I hope. They haven't decided not to use it for some kind of, you know, snobbery reasons or something like that. I don't know, maybe he's trying to ask too much for it. Or, Could be. I don't know, the animation I saw from it did look a little bit ropey, but mm. no worse than what we saw with um, Invasion. Yeah. Yeah, the Sideman one, the second Doctor. No, so, so that wasn't too bad. I it wasn't was... too bad. Yeah. Who knows? Well, I have a couple of errata. Oh, addendums. Oh. Addendums. addendums. What are your Swelling couple addendums. of addendums, or are you taking ointment? Oh, thank God, mate. Okay, okay. The first addendum is the 7th of November Ooh. sees the release of Elizabeth Sladen's biography. Ah, yes. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yes, completed with the permission of her family, etc. Yep. Mm-hmm. That should be an interesting reader. Mm. She has yeah. had a very interesting career. And uh, as some of you may have gathered from our opening sequence, something seems to have happened to um, Wilfred Mott. Yes. A.K.A. Bernard Cribbins. Good old big, mm. bold, bad Bernard. Bernard Cribbins has been officially awarded an OBE for services to drama. Yeah. Ah. One wonders if that's because they suddenly remembered he's still alive <laughs> yeah, when they've seen him so. in Doctor Who. <laughs> yeah. I think so. The Queen is meant case. to be a fan of Doctor Who. Oh, she loves yes. it. Yeah. I mean, he has had a very long career. And oh, yeah. He yeah. was very... I mean, he's had top, top 20 hits yeah. that, back from the uh, but it's, 60s. It's, 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 it's started back in, in the 50s and yeah. 60s. His, his career That's oh, his first before 60s well, it was in the yeah. Doctor Who film yeah wasn't he second one congratulations oh. Mr Cribbins indeedy mm. shall raise a glass to you any more uh, any more for any more I have two possi- oh. possibly three of them. Oh, possibly, possibly three extravagance of it. Uh, by now certainly one of them is a month old and by the time this come out this is, yeah. is released it, they are going to be old hat but That's we have Two internet memes that are flying around out there. Oh One is due to an American comedy show called Community. Oh, yeah, yeah. And in this show, we have uh, a dedicated uh, nerd who likes to follow obscure things. Mm-hmm. And they ruin one of his shows. They get him catched on another British television sci-fi program that has been running apparently since 1962 mm. called Inspector Space time yep where we have this this police detective who travels around the universe in a red phone box with uh, a british constable as a sidekick male rather than female male constable uh male uh, not quite the amy pond in not not quite i mean there was a there was a male police assistant back then from the films oh yeah (laughs) and we from this less than a minute long scene or short Mm -hmm. we've had a whole range of posters and story ideas and movies that have sort of (laughs) 
splurged out of this this mm-hmm. little little short. So I think it's on YouTube if you if you hunt her around out there. Mm. And the second one I'd like to point out again okay. is is slightly memeish, <laughs> is from the season four rap party oh yes those two there are two two videos one is from the proclaimers i will walk a hundred miles and another one is a variation of a victoria woods song oh really let's do it let's Let's do do it it. yeah (laughs) but they really made that yeah she did the original she did the original but they have both been whoized by the actual production staff they are hysterical yes they really are. If you catch them, as I said, by now, they've probably gone round the world and come back. But oh yeah, go out, catch them, watch them, and then wipe the tears from your eyes. <laughs> They're not short either. No, no. Oh, yeah, a lot of work put into those. Oh, God, yeah. 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 Put links in the show notes, of course. Yep. Yes. Any more? I'm, I'm a dim dim doubt. We've been watching Fades. <laughs> It's hard to explain, Fades. <laughs> um, yeah. It, it kind of had a really creepy scene at the beginning with someone who got damaged in the eye that caused me and Karen to go, ooh! Yeah, they, they had to have their eyes scraped, if um, I remember yeah. rightly. I mean, the premise of it is that for some reason... During the second, first or second world war, so many people died all in one go that not everyone gets to ascend to heaven. Yeah. So as a result, their ghosts, for want yep. of a better word, wander around the planet as fades. Mm-hmm. If birds pass through a fade, they fall out of the sky dead, which I found very, very weird. And these fades decide they want to be a little more human. Yeah, they want mm. to get come back. Yeah, they still age when they're dead. You've then got a group that are trying to keep the fates under control called the Angelics, and then yep. mixed mm-hmm. into that you have two misfits at school, Paul and Mac. Yeah. Yep. And that's where our story starts. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think we've covered this slightly in a previous we podcast, the first, the first couple of episodes. Two or three episodes. Yeah. Episodes, yeah. And uh, essentially the story is wrapped up now. Six episodes. The big bad, one of the main fades, was figured out off stumbled across the way to bring himself back into life mm-hmm. which was by eating people yeah. essentially it's a bit of a catch-22 problem because they can't touch people no. or anything no there's a there's a big point made in the final episode or two where they try to trap a ghost a fade yeah in a room because they can't touch the door to open the door they can't pass through it yeah but somehow blood is able to yeah, touch it, them and they get harmed when they yeah pass when, through when somebody when somebody walks through them it hurts them they yeah. it burns them Essentially, I think the the head bad guy, the head fade, John, which was his human name yeah. or his, his oh, earthly name, or whatever that's called, yeah, uh, was there when his wife gave up and committed suicide. And as he slashed her wrist, some of the dr- blood spurted into where his mouth was. Yeah, yes. and he came began to gradually come back into existence. Yeah, it was a very strange series. I mean, apparently the BBC reckon they made the best thing of a bad script. Yeah, um, <laughs> but elements of angels and demons, yeah. but yeah. they very cleverly skirted around the entire religious aspect yeah, of there, it. There is no good and evil religious side, no, and no, no mention of God, no, God or anything or the like devil, that. No. The Fades, the ghosts, whatever you want to call them, have an element of zombie-esque yep. because once yes. they've become back to life, they've got to eat people. So you have this kind of weird angels v ghosts v zombie movie. Yeah. <laughs> it seemed it seemed they had to consume a certain amount, and then they come tipping point, and then they began to look normal. They they yeah. gain a body. Yeah, they they, they sort of sort of went into a chrysalis and and changed from this sort of white skinned, yellow eyed, bald yeah. vampire. Nosferatu type figure into a proper human. Of the two characters, Paul is very quiet and the archetype doesn't want to be a hero. Mm -hmm. Even though he grows wings and has the ability to (laughs) kill fate with a touch of his hand. Uh, Eventually, uh, by the last couple of episodes, he's firing lightning bolts out of his hands. And his friend Mac, who 
quotes everything from <laughs> yeah. Star Wars yeah. movies. Yeah. It wasn't too bad, but the intros for each episode I, really irritated. The Nanu Nanu. Yeah, I, I had a, I did have a problem, which I think I mentioned the first time yeah. around with Mac, is the fact that he seems to be dropped in from a completely different show <laughs> and doesn't necessarily relate to what is going on around him. He seems to, the best way I can describe it, he seems to be written and scripted for Big Bang Theory and just <laughs> dropped into this this very dark horror show. He does get more into it in the last couple of episodes. In the last couple of episodes, yeah. yes, but... To me, he seemed yeah. out of kilter, and I, I got the whole dysfunctional kid kind of thing, yeah. but it... It there, was too over There the is top. a limit to... Mm. Yeah. Um, and you've got Paul's sister, who's very typical self-conceited yeah. and that kind of stuff. I would say chav, but... Yeah, she mm. was bouldering on. The Chief Angelic Neil mm. goes root loops is the yeah. only way you can put in but the last the, episode. The, the, but even further back on that. As really, I said, yeah. both, I found both the Neil character and the John character very, very similar. They are both fanatics. Mm. They are both very set in their way, worldview of how mm. things should be. And they are not mm. open to any change, suggestions, or anything that is contrary to what they want. So yeah. they are almost the same character, very much. The difference being that John, the uh, the chief fade, was actually a charming sort of character who yeah. did get the other fades on his side Yes, through charm, whereas Neil was just driving people away. Yeah, he was a very, very brutal... He actually shoots Paul's girlfriend yeah. in the head yeah. in the middle of the shopping centre. That is in the street. I, yeah. I couldn't understand that. I, it, it was. It didn't seem to serve any purpose. No. I, if anything, it would have it certainly it seemed to alienate Paul more. I would have thought if I were Paul at that stage, yeah. I would not have gone along and helped Neil after that. I would have killed him yeah. on the spot. Yeah, <laughs> fired a lightning bolt at him. See how he'd like yeah. it. Yeah, that's not the way to get people on your side. No, like killing your girlfriend. No, that really bizarre motivational yeah. issues with that final episode, particularly yeah. at, at the very end of it. You've got this lovely scene where he opens up the ascension point and all these uh, it was quite cleverly done because some of them the the fades burst into white light and birds mm-hmm. and some of them burn up yeah so you kind of had this idea of some go one way and some go the other yeah. again it still isn't said no it's and, imp- and part of you wonders how much of that is what they believe yeah. should happen mm-hmm. to them kind of stuff and you think oh it's great you know he's opened up century point all the ghosties have gone off to wherever we're going to live happily ever after and you finish off with a Sky's turning absolutely crimson orange red. Neil huddled in a corner saying, You can't interfere with <laughs> Ascension. Ascension. Yeah. <laughs> so I think somebody's shooting kind yeah. of stuff. And that's where it finished. So you, I kind of, they're talking about doing a season two. Yeah. Mm. Now, part of me says, I'm not sure where you would go with the season two because it was an interesting concept. The next thing on is it becomes a zombie series. Yeah. Part of me would almost have preferred there to be one further episode as a one-off yeah. mini-series. They envisioned it as a trilogy, apparently. So they obviously have plans but, that they yeah. can take it. And I can only assume they're going to get into the uh, the whys and wherefores of what's behind yeah. the fades. and Why what, Ascension stopped. Uh, what are angelics? Where do they yeah. come from? Are they recruited by God? Or yeah. what's behind them? There's still a lot of ground to cover. Because he seems to be the only angelic that sprouted wings yeah. and started flying. I, I did <laughs> laugh in that final episode where he, he had wings at yeah. that one moment. And the only time we've seen him get wings before, yes. he had to trigger it a certain way. Yes. Was yes. he off in the middle of the <laughs> yeah, that, shopping centre? Yes. Not the way to we're, do it. We're not going to explain how he did it, boys and girls, but <laughs> boys will understand this better than the girls, shall we say. Could turn he, you blind. He was, I, I was, he was told enter- entertaining himself at the time. <laughs> I was told it turned you blind. They never told me it made you sprout wings no, as well. No. It was it was quite a tastefully done scene, wasn't it? I mean, it was. you knew what he was doing. Yes. <laughs> as I said, from, despite the bits we've just mentioned, I found it an irredeemably dark and black and bleak story. I'm mm. not necessarily sure yeah. I will be... Besides uh, besides Mac, and as I said, until mm. the fourth or, or third or fourth episode, you just seemed to clash. Yeah. There wasn't any lightness to it. There wasn't any no. redeeming features mm. to it. And as so I'm none not, of the characters were endearing. No, I, I'm not necessarily sure that I would have stuck through it unless 
I was doing this podcast. Okay. Uh, I'm not necessarily sure I would be happy sitting there watching another six episodes of Let's Slit My Wrist programs. <laughs> I have to admit, because I am Sky Plastic. Yeah, yeah. And watching the first one with the whole thing with the eye, I know they didn't show you it with the eye, but it kind of made my stomach crawl for a moment. I thought, what the heck am I watching? Yeah, yeah. And yeah. I had to fight my way through the first yeah. episode. I can't say I was desperate to watch it, yeah. but I kind of wanted to find out what was coming on. And I have to say, probably the actor, the character that kept me most interested was John. Yeah. I thought the acting was very mm. good by him. Yeah. The backstory was quite yeah. interesting. Oh, yes. Um his portrayal made it more interesting he, as it went through. John was a complete three-dimensional character. Yeah. He wasn't being evil for the sake of evil. There was motivation, mm. there was reason, and there was justification there. I, I am just saying that throughout the whole thing, there didn't seem to be any really light no. touches, no. bits to, to break up the tension to make the uh, dramatic bits seem more dramatic. dramatic. True. And what you just said there, the, the other angelics were pretty much two-dimensional yeah. characters. Oh. Yeah, completely. Yeah, I, I watched all of it, and it was interesting. It was okay. It's not making it onto the saved DVDs oh, yeah. to watch again list. Hmm. And if there was a second season, it would have to be the story would have to keep me interested because the character portrayals yeah. really didn't. I mean, but no. there, there were certain characters, uh, certainly the female vicar, mm. that were written and shown that these are important characters, these characters are going to last the entire series, and then we kill them off because it shows how edgy we and we can. Yeah. Well, even the characters they don't kill off, like the history teacher, Mark, or whatever his name yeah. is. What person did he serve at the end of the day? Yeah. Yeah. His character went nowhere, yeah. effectively. And, and you didn't see Mac's father very much, other than when he came in and almost wanted to beat Max up. Yeah, I'd forgotten yeah. about that. He, the end. he turned out to be quite a pivotal character towards the end, being yeah. the copper and that kind of stuff. Yeah. Back when we saw that, I thought there might be a bit of a plot strand of the father beating up his, uh, his yeah. son, but that was entirely forgotten yeah. by the time he returned. Just dropped. It was quite a gap between me watching that first three episodes and the last three. Yeah. I'd entirely forgotten about his father being like that, and there was no real callback to it when he returned. Yeah. 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 Just seemed to have been forgotten. It, like I said, it's a, it's a quirky one. It's hard to quantify, but for me, there's a slight dissatisfied feeling about mm. the whole thing it could have been better yeah there were still there were logic problems too the entire town evacuates itself yeah and no national press yeah. up to find out why no it, police no, no army police. where was units exactly <laughs> yeah it, bit weird it was interesting the concept and the idea was interesting and was a different take on some premises there were some characters in there that show potential and interest and it is a bit different it wasn't being human no no. It isn't a vampire movie. It isn't a living dead thing yeah, or what have yeah. you. So it did have some interesting aspects to it. But, uh, yeah, <laughs> I kind of sort of thinking if I hadn't caught one or two episodes of it, I wouldn't have gone hunting out for it. Yeah. It's worth watching because it is a bit different, but mm. it's not worth staying in to watch. Yeah. Video it to watch it later yeah. on in the day or that kind of stuff. Well, it's it's not live time no. TV. Well, as I said, the last one, I actually had to eye play it because I, I missed it when it was it was aired. Yeah, I saw the final three several weeks afterwards. Yeah. To see block. Did we know what the ratings <laughs> were on it? Uh, I think they were about 0.7 of a million, which is not too bad for BBC. Yeah. Yeah, it held up pretty well. Because I know they are talking about giving in it a season two. Mm. We'll be interested to see where they take it, how they improve upon it. Yes. Hmm. Now, dear listener, we've been told off. Yes. Because apparently we've got all sombre and miserable and, and serious. And serious. Mm. And, hang on a minute. What's, what's, what's that? What's that? What's that? Oh. You haven't left any of the MP3 playing players running, have you? Hi guys. Um, nice of you to join uh, us. Sorry. sorry. Uh, oh, but I brain not understand. Overload. Did you, you not and, know? He's real. Uh, Did you uh, not get the message? She was going to be late. He was real when I was a kid. Uh, 
You mean you were lying? No, 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 no. Look, will you sort it out later? Anyway, as I was saying, we've been told off for not being sensible. Sorry, not being silly enough. We have. So we're going to play 20 questions. (laughs) And we're going to try and guess what El Presidente's thinking. And Uh, please promise it doesn't involve Karen (laughs) I don't want to try to guess what goes on in that brain. (laughs) So, El Presidente... Hope you're keeping a list. Are you thinking of an episode title? No. Mm. Does the thing you're thinking about have hair? Not unless it hasn't been cleaned recently. (laughs) Yes or no? (laughs) Yes or no? Oh, no. Um, um, Is the thing you're thinking... It's closing his eyes to think as well. (laughs) Could could I just say, could someone please write down these questions so we can recap? No! (laughs) Okay. Is the thing you're thinking of a monster with big pointy teeth? Well, it doesn't have to have pointy teeth, but is is it a monster? No. Mm. Is it human? No. Is it a robot? No. Is it a stain? (laughs) You may have them, but no. (laughs) Is it a vegetable? (laughs) Is it a vegetable? Say it one more time. (laughs) Is it a vegetable? Oh. No. (laughs) Is it a machine? No. Hmm. Would it understand (laughs) the rules involved in the Green Cross Code? Unlikely, no. No. So it's not an episode. No. It's not a monster with big, sharp, pointy teeth. It doesn't have to have pointy teeth. It's not a robot or a machine. No. It's not a person. No. It doesn't understand the rules inherent in the Green Cross Code. No. Is it a pan? have to put no, your no, hand no, I just, on I just have no a... one can see. <laughs> How do you know? Okay. He can see over there, despite him sitting there thinking with his eyes closed. Your shirt is very purple, by the way. Right, anyway. Okay. Where's my tie? Is it a transgalactic shade of the colour blue? <gasps> no. <laughs> Good try. Okay. Is it a planet? No. <laughs> hmm. Is it a book or a sound effect? No. Damn. I'm vexed. I'm vexed. It, it's definitely Doctor Who-ish, though. Yeah. yeah. Oh, good. Right. He, he had to think. It is. is it actually in the programme? It has been mentioned but never seen. Ooh. Is it the Doctor's name? No. Mentioned mm, but never, never seen. Is it the polarity film? <laughs> no. <laughs> is it an untempered schism? No, that's been no, seen. That's, that's been seen. seen. I withdraw the question. <laughs> is it a perception film? Filter. No. Well, that's very good, actually. Yeah. Although no. well, technically, that has been seen. No, 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 um, no. Because um, it's we because got you're not. Yeah, 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 but you're not seeing. Left. Oh, oh, left. Oh, okay. Right. Oh, is oh, it oh. sentient? No. It's Karen Gillan, isn't it? <laughs> 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 oh, oh, oh. 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 It's not sentient. No. It's been mentioned but never seen. Not to think where it might have been seen, narrow it down. Don't you hate when he talks to you like a teacher? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Time you're wasting. Come along, okay. done. Has it, oh, has it been spoken about by the Doctor in yeah. any of his regenerations? Yes. yes. Okay, so the Doctor's mentioned it. No. One last it. question. I'm, I'm vexed. Is it his damn fine, rock-hard butt cheeks? <laughs> Pardon? That's, that's not a question. So when, when were they mentioned? Yeah. Well, Doc Amy talks about them all the time. <laughs> hmm. Mentioned but it's, never seen. It could seen. be kind of furry and it's... I'm only... Where did, you, where did you get furry from? Well, it had hair on it. it, it uh, oh, only if it's, hair. it might have hair. Only if it was dirty. Uh, yeah, but that just means he might have rolled it in something. Exactly. Hmm. Or something rolled Mentioned. on it. Mm. <laughs> There's a clue. I a... haven't got the foggiest. No, no, I'm, 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 I'm stymed. Uh, come on, one last come question, Karen. Come, come on. Come on, you can do it's it. Not you human, can do it. Do you realise the listeners have either turned off or are screaming <laughs> at everything at this point? They fast forward through this bit. Screaming the questions and we can't hear them. We've seen Gallifrey and you said it wasn't a planet. No. It's not Is a it the constellation of Casturbrus? No. Damn. Uh, what is it? Come on, then, what was it? One more clue. Give uh, us one more clue. It is aboard the TARDIS. Hmm. 
Is it the chameleon circuit? No. Bugger. Is it the hostile activities defence system? No. Have we ever it's seen the swimming has, pool? It has been ejected, but it's not the swimming pool. The library? Zero room. We've no. seen the zero room. We have seen zero room. What else um, has been ejected? Well, most of it. Most of the <laughs> TARDIS at some point. The swimming pool? The library? No, no, no. Okay. What then? I give up. We give up. No, we don't. <laughs> yes, we <laughs> give up. Just we admit it. Oh, go on then. We give up. Amy's bunk bed. Oh. You should have guessed it had something yeah, to do with her. I was nearly right. <laughs> oh, I've just realised what he meant by the hair thing. That's <laughs> strange. Oh. Dear listener, I apologise for that interlude. See, this is why we dropped the fun stuff. Okay? <laughs> and we'll try to avoid it ever happening again. So... On a more cultural bent... Oh, are we going to talk about fades now? No, we've done that. We've done that bit. Oh. My dear friend here, while I was slavishly working for my overlord who pays my bills, I like the very much honestly, (laughs) they went off to the theatre. Yes. To see inadmissible evidence... Which stars someone called Karen Gillan. Well, I wouldn't say starred. It had her She wandered across the stage a few times. (laughs) She sat in the background smoking a cigarette She did. I was disgusted. If I could have seen that she was smoking a cigarette, (laughs) I'd have been disgusted. Poor old old Adam. We'll just just say this to make fun of him. There there are two reasons to make fun of Adam here. (laughs) He'd been been looking forward to this evening for a long, long long time. This was a 40 tissue evening. Yes. (laughs) He'd really been planning planning for it he had plans <laughs> and where he was sitting um the stage was set up so that most of the cast were behind office doors you could see them through the windows mm-hmm. but just you know not very well and where adam was sitting karen gillan was sitting behind a post to type and do office stuff and smoke cigarettes and ring up people he had a view of a post yeah. and did you occasionally offer? a knee did you offer to swap seats believe me there wasn't room <laughs> <laughs> no the other sad thing that well you know it was sad for Adam, but the rest of us were chalkily giggling. Was his plan to find the stage door? He uh, was off like a ferret, wasn't, wasn't he? Jesus. He was gone. You know, yeah. we could have told him this block backs, this theatre backs onto a bunch of shops. You were unlikely to find one. But we did the quickest circuit of that London yeah. block ever done, yeah. and we never found but one. The, the, if it stayed by the main door, she had to go home at some point. <laughs> yeah, actually, there is a stage door. I did find it another day. You it, went back. I did go back. <laughs> he went it's back. Sniffing. Did we run past it? We did run past it's, it. It's well, just, did unmarked. we stroll past it and you ran past it? It, yeah. it was set up like a standard door, apparently. Yeah. This, this God, stage door. It isn't signposted, it isn't noted. Yeah. But it was great because we, we saw him run off <laughs> and then there was me and you standing, strolling behind him doing the David Attenborough <laughs> impersonation. <laughs> and this is the lesser known Purcell in his hunting ground looking for the lesser spotted Gillen. <laughs> she <laughs> has evaded him thus far. But he's determined to pounce. Oh, he stopped. He stopped. You can he's actually scent. You can actually see him sniffing the air, trying to detect <laughs> the perfume of the lesser spotted Gillen. And is that one? Is that no? No, that's a street bum. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Anyway. Apart from that, show, what was the proof? The play line it was excellent. It was, what's his it name? Was, Douglas Hodge. Yep. Outstanding. It, yeah, it, it was it, definitely his play. Absolutely. Yeah, it's basically a, a, a study in a man's nervous breakdown. Yeah, really. It's pretty and, heavy stuff. Yeah, there. it's all and again, it's all of his own making. He's he's hoisting his own petard and everything that happens to him. Same Picard. Yeah, hoisting his own Picard. Make it so. <laughs> <laughs> but everything that happens. He's an architect of virtually of everything that happens oh, to him. Oh, yeah. Dreadful character. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No redeeming features whatsoever. And he seems somehow, I can't understand how, but somehow he must to sleep with all of the women in, in the <laughs> yes. office. Yes. Yeah. yeah. In one way or another. Even to yeah. the point of getting uh, Shirley, Karen Gillan's character, up yeah. the duff. It's certainly heavily implied that the... Yeah. He, he, she's three months pregnant and he hasn't touched her for three, three months. months. Yeah. 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 For, for an actress that so obviously has a winning attitude with children, <laughs> she seems to play characters who get pregnant a lot. Yeah, she's yes. a <laughs> <laughs> Running theme, yeah. She actually is only in the first half. Yes. Unfortunately, but... 
I knew that before I went in, so I wasn't disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> Just imagine the cries oh, as she storms out of the second half. Her but first, she had a great exit, though. She really oh, yes. did. Her, yeah. Most of her lines, there weren't much to them, but her scene where she resigns and leaves him, she was excellent. It's, it's, really a, it's, a, little, it's a little spotlight scene for her, yeah. basically. Yeah. Admittedly, it is the only the one scene that she gets, but she shines in it. Yeah, she has come on a bit early, but yeah. she doesn't have a proper no. uh, role she, uh, scene until then. She's rude to him a few times and yeah. refuses to do what he tells her. But That's it, you know. <laughs> gets a bum slapped. I felt you tensing your seat when that happened. Ready to leap over. Yeah. Sure, uh, aren't you thinking of uh, Joy, the other character? No. Oh, you missed the bum slap as she was leaving the room the second time. He was sat went... behind the post. Oh, yeah, of course he was. The post was in the way. I, digressing slightly, I did like the fact that all the clients is obviously, because it's a very limited cast, yeah, yeah. all the clients Eight are them. played by one person, one woman. Mm. But he reacts to them as if they are all one woman. Everyone else is seeing a different client, but yeah. he... He sees the same woman. He people. sees the same woman each time. Mm. And as I said, the character reacts to that. So yeah, does a double take every yeah. time he sits down in the or, seat. Or screams slightly. Yeah, and another one of the uh, the, the male clients yes. is his one of his office workmates. people. Yeah. yeah. Again, that guy gets the one big scene. A lot of these characters get their one big scene. Yeah, yeah. And that's it. Otherwise, it's... Douglas Hodge. Yeah, because he, he, he's, he's on the stage 24-7. Yeah, he's in every yeah. scene. Yeah. Centre of every scene. Like that. And he yeah. just doesn't stop talking. No, really fast. Absolutely amazing <laughs> performance. Oh, yeah. I mean, he was outstanding. Yeah. You can't, can't default that. Yeah. I well, thought the girl who played his daughter delivered her lines once. <laughs> yeah, I couldn't quite hear her. <laughs> no, she, she, she doesn't say a thing. She acts no. well, but she yeah. actually yeah. doesn't have actually any but lines that in was, it. I work, you know, that was perfect because she's at the stage in her life where she's just got nothing to say to him yeah. so she didn't well that's it I mean yeah. uh, I think we discussed it earlier she was a young woman at that point in time but he was still seeing her as a, as a little girl, girl. Yeah. yeah see yeah. that's a father thing that's yes. this is your I know you have no daughters we have no daughters so I have no worries <laughs> it's a good job that. really thank you that wasn't a compliment. Oh, oh right. <laughs> Were there many other Who fans in the audience? Well, the ones who know. started the Mexican wave on the other side of the building. We had you can a, usually yeah. spot other Who fans. <laughs> there was one listener there who we didn't get to meet. Really? Yeah, and he stayed long at the end, and he did get to meet Karen Gillan at the <laughs> stage door, <laughs> irritatingly. Adam hates you. <laughs> really, really Personal hates you. Personal and deep hatred. <laughs> if he ever meets you, he will damage you. <laughs> do the, Don't the, take it personally. <laughs> there are a few well-known faces in it as well. Yeah, lots yeah, of... Yeah, there was Thingy from Waking the Dead. Thingy from Waking the Dead, which is she was the mistress. Is there the she... new BT advert lady yeah, yeah, in there? The, yes. She was, yeah. Esther Hall there, yeah, yeah. Daniel Ryan, who's been in Doctor Who. Yes. Oh, has he? Yeah, he was in um, Plant of the Dead, wasn't he? Yes. He was ah. one of the passengers. Daniel Ryan was the guy I most recognised. Yeah. He? He's been in a lot of stuff. Yeah, and also the, the client, she was in uh, Thin Blue Line. Oh, yeah, oh, Serena yeah. Evans. Thank yeah. you. That's yeah. it. I did like the beginning of the play. As we all lined in, a couple of the actors were already on the set, but they were covered in shrouds, so you couldn't yeah. see them. So they, when the play started, they suddenly pulled they off, the off the shroud. And yeah, they couldn't figure st- out if they were real people. They're so still. Yeah. They really yeah. were, especially the guy sitting on the filing cabinet. Yeah. I thought the one in the chair was, yeah. but I wasn't sure about the one on the filing cabinet because yeah. he was balanced so well. Yeah, and yeah. it just suddenly burst straight into the play. And when, when it started, the character of Maitland interacted with the audience. Yes. He got that mm. woman to check his glands. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. the, there was no uh, orchestra. The audience went straight on to, to the, the stage. stage. So mm. the actor could crouch down and literally have a one-to-one with one person. It's a pretty small theatre. Oh, it was very small. Seat. I was surprised how small it was. Mm. Little wonder it's so sold out. Yeah, it was... I think we're saying in the programme that it was an old uh, hop storage warehouse. Or... Yeah, Donmar Warehouse. Yeah. It was literally a warehouse at one point. Is it staying there for a while or is it going on tour, do we know? Uh, no, it ends on the 26th of November, I believe, so not far off now. But he can't get tickets. No. <laughs> we were damn lucky to get tickets. Yeah, to yeah I, I, I wasn't surprised. Yeah, I was in, surprised we got in. In theory, I think there are a few day tickets left. If you go there first thing in the morning, you might get one. Yeah. You have to be there first thing in the queue. But the reviews have been so good. 
Oh yeah, it's not surprising. It's sold out. It, it is an mm. outstanding. It's Let not alone the fanboys. It's, just, it's yeah, not, not something really. I would have necessarily gone to myself off of my own bat. Mm-hmm. But as we got tickets, I got dragged along, and because we got tickets because Karen Gillan was in it, and we got mm-hmm. dragged along. I don't think I would have gone to see it otherwise, and that would have been a shame because mm. it is a damn good play. Yeah, I'm assuming she's doing this because she isn't in the Christmas special because this would be roughly when they'd have been filming the rehearsal point for this play and the time that the play was running would be some yeah. of the filming schedule. Yeah. Yeah. She's, she's not in it to any great extent. I don't think it's a major role. It's a cough and a spit. Like, um, so it could be filmed around this. Yeah, it's like closing time. Yeah, I think she does get a speaking role yeah. in, the, in the Chris special, but it's only in the one scene, I think. I think um, it's probably to justify the name in the credits. <laughs> if it's there at all, yeah. yeah. I don't know, it probably is. But yeah, great stuff, and interesting to see where she goes from here. Because at the London Film Comic Con, she mentioned she wanted to get into uh, theatre. Yeah. No doubt having this already lined up. No, yeah, well, certainly in mind, yeah. Does she have a stage present? Because not all actors can make it from the TV well, to the stage. I think, no, I think she did. Because yeah. I said the, the small scene, her, her major scene, is, is stand out. And she, mm. she does come across as a very forceful character and a very uh, emotional character, certainly from what is happening yeah. to her. Mm. So I, mean, I think she does. Her opening, her opening line, I thought, oh heck, because she seemed to shout it. Yes, and, and I wasn't sure whether or whether she had found her stage voice. Mm. But like Keith said when she had a scene of some substance she did really well but mm. I, I think she shouted it because there was tension between the two well, characters this is the thing later on you, you, know, you as, you, it, as yeah. it went on you discovered that he was a bit of a git and she had she no longer had any time for his nonsense mm. so we're seeing then you yeah. enjoyed it yes yeah, very much so Adam liked her little green dress. <laughs> yeah. He liked it a lot. <laughs> he sat with his coat in his lap the whole time. <laughs> Don't forget the booth of the Star Trek style hair. Oh, yeah, she had her hair all up, didn't she? Yeah. She, yeah. she looked really tall and thin yeah. because she was in quite high heels and had this beehive, beehive on top. Straight up, straight down dress. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Don't you just hate her. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Jean. We are never going to be six foot tall. No, this is true, but I don't go straight up, straight down, so I don't mind. No, no. You have interesting curves. <laughs> He, he no, was I'm stroking his wife's so arm, not mine. <laughs> well, you've got, you've got interesting curves too. Well, Jean. no, it's more for the listeners. <laughs> Go and stroke you. Okay, hang on. No, no. Look, let my husband stroke you. <laughs> <laughs> I said stroke, not oh, poke. Sorry. <laughs> Come back. I'm coming back. Sit down. Anyway. <laughs> Is that silly enough for you? You didn't stroke Adam. Oh, God. Go and stroke Adam. <laughs> I'm sure Adam's got interesting curves as well. <laughs> <laughs> I'm interested in his Hello. Why would I not? I'm not going to be surprised to find a little plastic bubble over here. <laughs> My work is never done. <laughs> oh, uh, anyway, you enjoyed the yes, it was, it, I would recommend it. I would certainly recommend it. Mm. And I want to go back when those shops are open because there's some funky ass shops around there. The tea shop? Including a tea shop, yes. Oh, well. <laughs> Whilst these three reprobates gadavanted off without me, me and Adam gadded off without other half of this podcast. Mm. Myself and Adam went to a Dwaz event, Doctor Appreciation Society, (laughs) (laughs) up at the Riverside Studios, Hammersmith, um, last Saturday, Time 5. The final time convention. might be a push <laughs> I know the Dwaz events have been like that for a while we went to one two or three years back time and again yeah. and we had a rather bad experience with the uh, people we'll, running it we'll gloss over that yeah. <laughs> this time it's much better and we were really given free access to guests and we got a good few interviews and... we were effectively were there as the podcast alliance rather yeah. than a staggering story yeah there will be a DWPA special yeah. and uh, we did interviews with Paul Darrow Lisa Page uh, Andrew B. Yep. David Lloyd. Gareth David Lloyd. Oh, yeah. Yep. Unfortunately, we ended up talking about rugby. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Fair. Um, but as I mean, my days of Dwaz were Panopticon. We're back in the high days and that. And there must have been about, what, 75 people at this thing? I don't know. 
100 or something, maybe. Uh, 100 would be pushing it. You think so? 100 would be pushing it, which is probably why it's the last one. I think yeah. The problem that Dwyer's has is that back in the 80s, in there the was Dwyer's. Yeah. Mm. Nowadays, there's the internet. <laughs> you yeah. don't have to belong to a society to get the yeah. information and that kind no, of stuff. Yeah. I take Doctor it it was one of those, you will not approach the guest, you will not Oh, no, 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 totally no? different. It was a bit more like an old Who day where the guests could wander around and that kind of stuff. So you had um, two dealers' tables. One was kind uh, of a bit Seb, piece, DWO, Seb yeah. and one was Horizons, which is the Blake 7 lot, who yeah. did Blake 7 and Who stuff. There was a photo booth downstairs where you could have some photos with the actors, and then everything was in a theatre. You say photo booth, I'm thinking of Paul Darrow in there with you perched <laughs> <laughs> on the Kind of, actually. Virtually. It was a tiny little sort of like space with a, an alcove yeah. type thing with a... <laughs> yeah, which is where we end up doing some of the podcast bits. Mm. You had Paul Darrow, John Levine and a few others and the, the extensively... The main feature of it was the colourised version of episode one of Invasion of the Dinosaurs, which we got to see on the big screen. Um, (laughs) Do you mean the story or the colourisation? the (laughs) colourisation. The colourisation was, but... It was distorted a bit, but I think that's because it was on the big screen. Yeah, it's standard def on a massive yeah. screen. Um, when you it was see quite this, yeah. it, doesn't, it doesn't do any services. No. Now, once you see it on a standard screen, I think it will match the rest of the story condition quite well. The colorization didn't seem to be too off. It wasn't no. Technicolor. It wasn't garish or anything no, like that. Did they replace the dinosaurs? No. The one where you trick, can virtually yeah. see someone's hand yeah, holding onto they, its they tail. <laughs> should have gone walking they, with dinosaurs they, in they, had an, cool? oh, they had an interview with the guy that does all of Dan these. Hall, yeah. Doug Hall. And they asked him actually that, are you going to replace the dinosaurs in yeah. the, the DVD release? And he said no, because they got quite fond of the little cute things. <laughs> and I had to admit, hmm, it again. it's actually, you know, they are quite cute. <laughs> yeah. um, quite a lot of laughter. Yeah. Quite a lot I of laughter. That would be, yes. Yeah. Um, I mean, the problem is the dinosaurs are on screen for quite a yeah. lot of time at points. You've got good 30-second to 60-second to shots of T-Rex, and mm. there's one point towards the end where there's a whole scene where the dinosaurs are just plonked around. You've got another scene where a pterodactyl... Is it pterodactyl? The things that fly attack the doctor. To actually... Take those yeah. out, CGI in cost the correct would cost money. an absolute yeah. fortune yeah. without the CGI of the actual dinosaur. Yeah. So you might as well leave it for what it is because although they are a bit. Well, this is the thing <laughs> that should be left because it's 70s. Kitsch. <laughs> but it doesn't it's just spoil what it should have it been. It doesn't spoil the story. The story you still get into the involved in it. And yeah. I only say this because it was repeated on Australia back when VHS, which is why I can remove it because someone copied it for me on VHS. Yeah, yeah. So it's not that I've got access to anything else that other people don't. Um, but yeah, it fits because they do. Yeah. You kind of get caught into the story, so you don't mind the fact that T Rex. No, if they updated the dinosaurs, it would be like getting someone else to voice Graham Crowden's part in the uh, Horns of Nymon. Yeah. I wish they were. <laughs> it would just be wrong. They could get Tom Baker to do it. These yeah, yeah. I think he's channeling Graham the, Crowden. The technique they used on this, I don't know if anyone else saw, they did a programme about a missing episode of Dad's Army, which they found, mm. where they used both colorization techniques one is to colorize and one is to use the pigmentation grayscales and colorize over that so it's like done as a double overlay of color they've used the same technique on this and it gives you a much more realistic color tone palette you get much more shading which is why i think it is going to look pretty good the other thing that they raised with him was if he was going to do it to any of the others, because there are a couple of other stories where there's two episodes or so that are in black and white and the rest in colour. Apparently this was not cheap. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Now, Dinosaurs is, I think, is it six episodes? Only the first is black and white. And only it? the first yeah. is black yeah. and white. So it warrants it, because only one in five. Yeah. When it's a 50-50, when you've got two episodes <laughs> colour and two episodes black and white, then it starts to get a little bit more cost-prohibitive and that kind yeah. of stuff. So I think it's a technique that's going to have to be come easier yeah. and more economic to do before we're going to see it in many of the other stories. 
It'd almost be cheaper to turn the others black, black and white, and, white yeah. oh, that'd be and release them. Are these released, you know, as they were, and then this colorization is in like a, a DVD extra? Well, they originally was color. Yeah, because yeah. yeah. we saw um, the demons. They, they colorized yeah. that, and you really could tell. But then it was the first time. That, yeah, done and it. that that was back yeah. in the nineties. Yeah. Yeah. Chromadots. Yeah. Once it comes down onto a small screen, say if someone sat down and watched it, they I don't know that they would really realize that episode one was colorized and not the color yeah. episode if they didn't know that it had been colorized. That's Maybe when you see episode see. two, it might be more obvious. But yeah, yeah. it's, it's old... X amount of years old yeah. and it's a peculiar print. But it would be nice to see it because I think dinosaurs is one of the better. I don't discount discounting the dinosaurs. Take the dinosaurs out. Taking the extra special effects out. Dinosaurs is actually one of the more interesting stories. Yeah. Yeah. It really got onto the back of the ecological whole, you know, we're going to hell in a handbag kind yeah. of thing, which mm-hmm. still resonates now. Well, um, I mean, basically, if I remember rightly, they've used the plot for dinosaurs as the main story for Terra Nova, the Spielberg thing that's yeah. going on. Yeah, <laughs> really. Where they've gone back in time to yeah. the dinosaur period to start again. So Pertwee Gurneyans were photo yeah. into Not- camera. Because <laughs> <laughs> on, on this captain, one... I think he'll get Yeah, yeah the captain's <laughs> close, yeah. Because with dinosaurs, they were going to keep everyone they wanted here and put basically turn back time so all the human race didn't live so yeah, yeah but they've done the same for Terra Nova it's, yeah. although it's the same to, kind of principle in fairness Terra Nova is set in an alternate dimension oh, okay talking dinosaurs not quite no, no not yet no no it's basically they did a really good job with Jurassic Park how do we put it on TV yeah, <laughs> yeah. 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 But no, I mean, it, the day itself, Time 5, was quite an interesting day, listening to some of the actors and that kind of stuff, and there mm. was quite a few fans there, but... Um, Definitely, the demographic of it was yeah. uh, very dwaz. Yeah. Middle-aged men, <laughs> very few young people, hardly any women at all. I think Jean might have been the only Minority one. Minority group! <laughs> again, again! Oh, it's the 80s! Did, it's just like the 80s! Um, um, and how well was His Holiness received? Oh, the head of Perdry. The head of Perdry. Oh, oh, God, oh, no! We haven't. He's staring at you. I know, this is really disconcerting. It's because I'm late. Yes, I think that's what it is. It's a yeah. method of travel. Yeah. <laughs> Hello, head of Hello, head of Perdry. Hello, cardboard Hello, various other plastic. Disgusting position. Hello, Graham. Hello, Graham. Get Nazi spot. Nazi spot. Nazi spot. Where's Dangerous Church? Oh, oh there's, there's Dangerous, Dangerous Church. You're behind Nazi spot. Hiding in the corner. Yeah. Oh. Anyway, how well was the head received? Um, it, uh, he got well. his usual yeah, degree of. Because <laughs> yeah, I, I saw the uh, Facebook shots. Oh, yeah. And and he was offered 150 pounds for the head at one point. <laughs> yeah. Who offered you that? I don't know. I left it. I left it on uh, Seb's table. Yeah. yeah. For a time, and somebody uh, offered 150 pounds for it. Apparently, he could have Whoa. sold it two or three times. Yeah. yeah. And we've also found out the possibility of actually ever washing the head again, <laughs> maybe. Oh yeah. But apparently, if we use a mild detergent. We, we might be able to clean, clean, clean his hair and his oh, face. Thank God for that. He's really looking <laughs> grubby. Rough. But yeah. I can tell you, Paul Darrow was not impressed. <laughs> <laughs> really? Oh, he head. was not impressed. Because we had the head there and said, so, yeah, we introduced who we are. We did our interview, which was like, drawing teeth. I'm sorry if you ever listened to this, Paul Darrow, but it was. Um, it was a little there. And Tough, we said, oh, can we take a picture? I knew John Pertwin. <laughs> yes. yes, so did a lot of people that have had photographs with him. Most John of them Levine take, earlier in the yeah, day. Yeah, yeah. most yeah. of them take it with the good humour that this is intended for. And then you've got the photographs which we've put up. Yeah. <laughs> did, did he pose in the end? Uh, uh, yeah. As long as I was holding him. Yeah, he wouldn't hold him. And Yanto, old Gareth, he quite liked him. <laughs> yes, yeah. Yes, I know. <laughs> Drinking the... Uh... He was having fun with, yeah. with John Pertwee's head, <laughs> so to speak. Given the number of celebrities who rubbed him up against themselves in one way, shape or form, he probably is due a wash. <laughs> well, having Although, said that, can we swap... on there are Karen Gillan's DNA. Yeah, yeah I was going to say, can we swap the DNA off him? <laughs> <laughs> Imagine the clone you could make oh, that DNA God, no. all of them together no anyway <laughs> so yeah I mean it's the last time five that Dwayne's are doing I don't know if Dwayne's are doing any more events I'm sure they have something planned for 2013 but, uh, yeah, yeah yeah so if there's anyone out there that wants to join an official organisation look up DWAS because they are still around 
They are. Yeah? Just. Yeah, I do think it's just. Ladies and gentlemen, I would like to apologise. I wasn't here for the last podcast, <laughs> and I understand El Presidente. Let's rip. No. Have you by, scared people no, off? By scaring people off, by saying that they shouldn't no. send feedback if it was more than so many words. No. And this is not Twitter, this is not tweeting, and people don't write to us now. <laughs> no, the, the, the last I'm feedback sorry. we had was something like four pages. It was four pages. It was four, four pages. Full pages. Four full, full. So, both so sides. Please write in again, guys. You can write as many, many words as you like, but if they are long, they'll go on. The will... Oh. Will? <laughs> will, the will. Will. Will, will not will... <laughs> okay, no worries. The will of feedback. So basically, what we're trying to say is please write or email or send some feedback. Not four pages would be appreciated. Maybe like a page and a half, two pages maximum, but not none at all. And I apologise for El Presidente, who obviously went megalomaniac because I wasn't here to keep him in control and hit him as he sits beside me. He's a grump. Ignore the grump. You're forgetting the piranha tank. Jean yes. and, and I are not grumps. No. We will read your letters. And I have to put reading glasses on now to read the letters. Oh, no, you two can read the long letters. Because I can't read with these glasses anymore. I need proper reading glasses. Anyway, as She's we getting have old. no feedback, shut up. <laughs> we're going to sing you a song. What? what? No, we're not. Oh, sorry. No, we know a song you. about that, don't we? <laughs> what are we going to do for the rest of this podcast? Frog went Gordon, he did right on. <laughs> Sorry. If you do ever want to write to us ever again, you Please. can do so via show at staggeringstories.net. Please write to us. Thank you. <laughs> what are we going to do with the rest of this podcast? We're, we're done, are we? Well, I, think we've, I think we've done a nice long time. Well, in that case, if this is it... If we have no feedback, if we're unloved and unwanted by our listeners who no longer wish to write to us and communicate, we'll sign off then. (laughs) Until next time, this is Jean wishing you barada. Goodbye. Farewell. To be or not to be. Get on with it. That is logical, Captain. (laughs) You have been listening to the Staggering Stories podcast, series one, number 119, featuring Adam J. Purcell, Fake Keith, Gene Riddler, and The Real Keith Dunn. The views expressed here are those of speaker, and don't necessarily represent those of the other speakers on the site. No copyright infringement is intended, and this podcast now presents a production for www.staggeringstories.net. I'm a little teapot, short and stout. Here's my handle, here's my spout. When you hear me whistle, hear me shout. Tip me up and pour me out. Teapot! Or he was just saying it without meaning it for the Bennis's. Suggests that either he didn't and. Matt Smith has since said. Oh, there's more? Oh, God, I'm yeah. going yeah. to use a different voice this time, because that one hurt. <coughs> we rock. Harry Potter, DVDs to fan it... <laughs> <laughs> Start that again. Harry Potter, DVDs to fanish... Fa- <laughs> fanish Spaniamus! <laughs> <coughs> Take three. Uh, the communards, I will walk 100 miles. The claimers! Sorry, 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 again, we'll start that again. I can't do it. I can't do it. <laughs> How the hell are you not phased? I'm I just did... not in the mood. <laughs> I did like that. Reading um, the writer's guide. He, The writer's guide was him and Benjamin Cook, who was the young man that you saw on the... Um, yes. Uh, he did have very naughty thoughts about Cap- uh, midshipman Frank. Who, <laughs> <laughs> Benjamin Cook? Or... No, no, Russell T. Oh, really? <laughs> had very naughty thoughts about midshipman Frank. Really? <laughs> yeah. It's in the writer's guide. If you uh-huh. read that, you're just waiting for a taxi? Yeah, you're at the front. 
We are. We are, Adams. You're actually on the podcast now. Say something. Am I? Yeah. Hello. I've got my way over and it's bloody raining. Ah. I'll put the kettle on for you. <laughs> Another bit for the outtakes. <laughs> I'm going to the loo. Aren't you lucky? Yes. Yes. It shouldn't be done. It should be done tongue-firm trick. Don't need these tricks. Bring it. Rory without his socks. Confidential rocks. You get to see Rory without his socks. Confidential rocks. Bring it back now. Don't tell me these tricks. 80s pop stars and Faith Brown. You've got the same hair as Colin Baker. Don't tell me these tricks. The same hair as Colin Baker. Yeah. Kevin, was it Keegan, the football player, at the same Yeah, who's just black. Good news, bad news. What was that? Somebody said something good, like... Uh, Karen Gillan signed on for season seven. Yeah. And somebody says... Bad news, she signed on as a clam. Or... <laughs> it's a clam. A clam. <laughs> why a clam? I'm trying to find out what's pervy about that. <laughs> I don't know why that came to mind. It's, when she gets, it's close when she to gets clams, I suppose. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. Some clams look a bit... Anyway. <laughs> no, it's don't. what he's doing with his fingers. <laughs> Do you know Billy Piper's pregnant? Yes. Yes. Okay. yes. How did that happen? Well, well, a man and a woman love each other very much. And then they get given bunk beds. They do. <laughs> and so they have to get inventive. James Fox, or whatever his name is, has been up to bad... Lawrence, Lawrence Fox. Fox. See, he was like this last time. He said, oh, and who the father is? And I said, probably her husband. What, that Fox chap? <laughs> her husband. <laughs> so have Green-eyed monster. Been 